If you're in the Gulf of California and you see a small figure break through the glistening surface of the water, you may be witnessing a rare sight. Like a glimpse of ball lightning, you may stare unbelieving at the vaquita. The world's smallest porpoise may also be the most elusive mammal in the sea, but its rarity isn't only about its size. The critically endangered porpoise may be on the verge of seeing the end of its life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Jose. And I'm C Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Spanishify that one. You should have just said Charles or something. No, because this is the Spanish one. Thank you to Brian. No, thank you to Cassie for the creation of our... <laughs> no thank you, Brian. ...theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or on Spotify. And thank you, Brian, for the the uh, creation of this week's artwork. To check it out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And today we're talking about a little porpoise with a big problem. But more on that later. Absolutely. We are talking about... La vaquita. <laughs> the little cow. Yeah, that's what it means. Little cow. Diminutive for cow. Uh, and it's not a little cow. Unless you consider porpoises sea, sea cows. Which you don't. Those are the those are manatees. But yeah, it's called the... For, for you gringos, the, the vaquita. <laughs> the vaquita. I don't know what... I don't... I don't the vaquita. La quinta. Um... Yeah, it's Vaquinta Inn. So we're going to call it here, because that's... You know, I don't, I don't want to have to whip out my Spanish pronunciation every time I say the name of this thing. I want to call it the Pocket Porpoise. Love it. Good. Or the Widow Whale. <laughs> it's a Widow Whale. Good. Brian, when he sent in his artwork, called it a Dolphin. It's a little doll. Not bad. Dolphin. Uh, but yeah, Pocket Porpoise. I like it. But that's definitely not what science calls it. That would be ridiculous if they called it a widow whale. <laughs> we're trying to... We're, we're working on our conservation efforts of the widow whale. People wear t-shirts and make signs saying, Save the widow whales. I'd wear that. Um, would you? Sure. But let's find out what science calls this guy. The vaquita is feminine, so this girl... Uh, the kingdom is the one you know, love, and are in. That kingdom is Animalia. Phylum is Chordata. Class is Mammalia, as all porpoises are. The order is Artiodactyla, also all porpoises. It's uh, even-toed ungulates. Just in, this, in the same group as humpback whales and camels. Obviously. Um, the infra order is Cetacea. So it is a large marine mammal known as a cetacean. Uh, the family is, oh, I didn't practice this, Phocoenidae. Phocoenidae. Uh, the genus is Phocoena, and the species is Sinus. Hmm. Phoco Phocoena Sinus is the nomenclature, binomial nomenclature there. 
Hopefully it doesn't get infected. Tis the season. Tis the season. Since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, Critter Groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question. This question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of these animals? Or what is the term of venery? Or what is the collective noun for a porpoise? Uh, I think we've already done the bottlenose dolphin in the past, but I don't think we did. We, they, they have several collective nouns, and I don't think I chose this one. So, Joe. If you saw a bunch of porpoises, would you call it A, a crowd of porpoises, B, a team of porpoises, C, a crash of porpoises, or D, a band of porpoises? I like band. It's like a it's like a roving band of miscreants, and we know that that's what dolphins really are deep down. Miscreants, yeah. They're, they're, they're no good uh, ruffians. But they're also a team. The Miami Dolphins is a team. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely have a. They definitely like to work together. Those Miami Dolphins. I'm gonna go with team. The ocean is teeming with them. It's definitely not teeming with vaquitas. For sure not. Is that your final answer? Sure. Incorrect. Home. The answer was crowd. Home. Crowd. It is a, a crowd. Good. Of not on the radar. Good. Are you are you happier when it's not yes. on the radar? Yes, or, it's not. I didn't miss by inches. I missed by a mile. I prefer to miss by inches. Well, in measure of missing by inches is like a victory. Yes, <laughs> unless it's unless we're dealing with inches. But when it's a multiple choice test, like it being your second option is a hundred percent failure. <laughs> but you just have that regret. I have no regrets. Crowd wasn't even on my radar. At least you know that your instincts were kind of right if you had narrowed it down to two and one of those two was the answer. That's true. But here you know that your instinct was just way off and you should feel ashamed. Right. And certainly I do not. Let, would you like to know? <laughs> or should we talk about what it looks like? Yes, we should talk about what it looks like. Okay. We don't have to talk about much because it's pretty standard outside of being... Probably, I would say the cutest dolphin. You could call it that, even though it's not a dolphin. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a porpoise, and there's a difference. Um, it, it's a chubby little porpoise with gray skin and dark little panda patches around its eyes, mouth, and fins. A porpoise. Uh, you can porpoise. If you look up pictures of this, it just looks like it has. Um, I mean, I guess this takes away from the cute factor, but it kind of looks like it has clown makeup on. It's got a, uh, like just. Uh, so it's got a dark gray top. It's counter shaded, like a lot of uh, animals in the ocean. Um, dark gray top, lighter gray, not quite white, but definitely lighter gray. Uh, lower half, but then its mouth has this dark, like it's got dark lips, and then it looks like it's got a couple of black eyes. So it just looks like it's wearing a little raccoon mask, and I uh, and t- to me that's pretty cute. I would like to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. Uh, its face is more f- smushed than a dolphin's, which is why it's not a dolphin. It's porpoise. It's like yeah, it it's looks more, more like, like a, a orca, belu- like a beluga or a pilot whale. Uh, so it does not have that long beak. It's te- technically the technical term that a dolphin has, um, and just has that that strong noggin, strong noggin. That's what I should have named it. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, other than that, it's 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 your t- standard uh, porpoise-looking animal. It's got its uh, the the tail is like a fish's tail, but it's horizontal rather than vertical, like uh, all cetaceans. Uh, and it's not technically called a tail; it's called a fluke. And uh, it has a long, pointed dorsal fin that sticks out the back. Makes people think that there are dolphins in the water when really, it's a vaquita, and they're very uh, they're very lucky to to be seeing one. Living vaquita loca. How did I miss that? <laughs> it it also it's like a chubby. It has a chubby little body. That's what I said. It's a chubby little porpoise. Yeah. Asta vaquita, baby. <laughs> Asta la quinta, baby. <laughs> Until we go to a hotel, uh, a mid-level hotel in Orlando. And everywhere. I just think of Orlando. That was the last time I went to a La Quinta. But yes, uh, it's chubby. It's small. But how small? How small? Tell us, Joe. Indeed. Let's talk about that. Welcome to the Beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. That's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in audio of yourself saying, singing, or clicking and whistling. Sure. The words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We haven't had, and we do not have... A measure up intro. We haven't had one in a very long time. Uh, and that doesn't mean Bummer. that Joy and the children are required to send them in again. <laughs> They're carrying the team. They're putting the teams yeah, on really their backs. Are. The teams of dolphins. So, yeah. We, <laughs> they, they could use a little help. Yeah. Send in a measure up. You have to just take your phone and just say, just click on the on the voice recording app and then just say, measure up and then click send and then type in l d t a x o n o i can't spell it but uh <laughs> ld taxonomy at gmail.com and then uh click send and then it's 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 on its way and you'll you'll be featured on the on an episode so if if you want to participate and make us feel great about this show we already do but it's great when we uh get uh audience participation get to hear your your beautiful voices uh go ahead and do that it takes like 30 seconds it feels good on our brains it takes more time if like me you can't spell taxonomy i'm looking at it now and i was very i was on the right track all i needed to do was say my and i was done but i thought i was <laughs> i was off uh but we're good so that being said, we do get to hear from an animal, and then Gar- Carlos has to guess what it is. Yes. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Wake up, Maggie. What is Maggie? Is Maggie A a sea lion? E.T. B, an orca, C, a puma, or D, an aardwolf. Aardwolf? Aardwolf with two A's. That sounds like, that sounds like a mythical creature if I've ever heard it of It does one. sound like a That's Pokemon a, to me. It, so, it sounds like something from Avatar. 
like a like where they take two animals and put them together. It's like, oh, that's a um, that's a platypus bear. No, it's an aardvark and a wolf. Yeah, it's an aardvark aardwolf. Yeah. Um, although in Avatar they would just call them aardvark wolves. Yeah. <laughs> um, they don't they don't do the portmanteaus. Um, I don't know what an aardwolf is. It definitely sounds like uh, the possible king of the dire wolves. Um, in in like mythology or something like that maybe it's it's loki in another form i don't know i'm gonna ignore it because i have no idea we're gonna go with what were the first two it's kind of like a jackal fox thing i think it's in the hyena family it's oh my gosh there's an adorable puppy What, what what were the first two options sea lion and orca um i am gonna go with sea lion Final answer. Final answer. Mm-hmm. Maggie was a sea lion. That's correct. Yes. I think I've been on a roll. I think. Maybe I missed the last one. Yeah, I'm really like uh, trying to fight the urge to just do like sea lion, Arctic seal, <laughs> uh, walrus. So uh, it's either well, it's doable. I could have gotten that wrong. It was between sea lion and and um, and orca, but there's just like no chance with the other style. With with the other style of just like oh, here's four species of the yeah, same very kind of similar animal. things. Okay, and Unle- unless I've had one of them as a pet, I wouldn't even be able to remove it as an option. <laughs> okay, so females. Let's talk length. Females are slightly larger. And by slightly, I mean really slightly. Uh, at 150 centimeters or 4.9 feet, males might be 4.6 feet. So close. So how many vaquitas go into the width of the largest Play-Doh cup mosaic ever made? Play-Doh cup mosaic? Play-Doh cup, colored Play-Doh cups put on the ground in in a pattern. Okay. So, the largest. So here's a hint. The Play-Doh mosaic was created created in, in Republic Square in Mexico City in 2016. It took more than 26,000 cups to make. So I'm assuming it's like rectangular? It's a square. Oh. Um, twenty six thousand, and it's a square. So the width and the length, I could have asked either one. Do you know how big a a cup is? I have a general idea. Um. Okay. So if it's a square, and it took twenty six thousand. Then there, then it's a hundred and fifty five, a hundred and fifty five, maybe a hundred fifty six across and up. So one hundred and fifty five times one hundred and fifty five is very close to twenty six thousand. One fifty six times the number of centimeters you think a cup is. Okay, it's one sixty one. That's the that's as close as I can get to to to, to, to the square root of twenty six thousand. So one hundred and sixty one. Um, and I'm thinking Play-Doh cup, th- four inches. All right, the 644 inches divided by 12. It's 53 feet. 
divided by five. The answer is ten point seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, vaquitas. Ten point seven vaquitas end to end could go into either the length or height of this mosaic. The final answer. Yes. The correct answer is seven point three. What? Very. That's pretty close. No, it's not. The mosaic was 121 square meters or 11 by 11 meters, which is 36 feet. Maybe I've drastically, I must have drastically um, overestimated. The cup size? Yeah. I would have gotten a lot closer had I said three inches. And so it must be like two ish inches. Well, you live and you learn. Let's, I don't know math. Let's talk weight. They're 95 pounds. A, a big dog. Yeah, that's surprising. So how many vaquitas go into the largest the largest shrimp cocktail in the world? Oh, I'm hungry. I want a vaquita banana. Um, wow. wow. It's all the shrimp in one... Wow. All the shrimp in one shrimp cocktail or one giant shrimp? It's a bunch of shrimp in a on a big cup. Regular size shrimp. Okay. So this this is the potential like to be like Dubai levels of exorbitant. Like, so, <laughs> that, like like a massive waterfall mountain of uh of shrimp in like tiers. So uh, then it might it, be helpful to tell you where it's from here's a hint the delicious pretend beverage was made in mazatlan mexico beverage it's a it's a cocktail i said a pretend beverage the the shrimp cocktail is is a joke like it's a we're all pretending like this cup with shrimp and dip is a drink you want a shrimp cocktail or do you want like a Jack and Coke? I'll take the shrimp cocktail, please. I've never been offered those two things. <laughs> you know, in, normally in aren't. Conjunction. Uh, so anyway, Mazatlan is now known as El Capital de Camarón. Incidentally, every time a Spanish person or a Hispanic person does a particular swear, I think, why are they calling that person a shrimp? But they're not saying shrimp. They're saying something uh, 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 It was served in a glass with a four foot by five, or four foot and five inch diameter. That's helpful. Now, I it, you're looking for weight, and I don't know if it's uh, counting the glass, the cup. Oh, that's a huge. The whole thing, thing is on yeah, my guess because they mentioned that it's on an industrial scale. So I'm guessing the whole cup sauce and sh- shrimp are on this scale and that's what the weight is what is the cup made out of it's a glass i'm assuming assuming yeah it's I a guess. replica cocktail glass so it could be like clear plastic that makes a big difference could be iridium that also makes a big difference <laughs> it's neutron star um Goodness, this is hard. You could all—I mean, you could also just weigh the glass, the the cup, and then add the stuff, and then weigh it again and subtract it, and that's how you. F- but I don't know how they did it. Um, I don't know. 
we're gonna go with it's four feet in diameter. I'm gonna go with um. Uh, it's a cocktail glass. I'm gonna go with 150 pounds, which means that uh, it's 1.5 ish. 1.5 vaquitas go into this cocktail. Final answer. Yep. <laughs> the correct answer was 12.4 vaquitas. I am. I have no. I have. I am <laughs> so lost on what this even looks like, or how they weighed it, or what went into it again if it's made out of plastic it's super light it's if it's made out of glass it's i just a said lot it was glass heavier the cocktail oh, was, was 538.5 kilograms or 1187 uh pounds and three ounces boy i was wrong <laughs> there's a there will be a link to the uh, guinness world record page on ldtaxonomy.com if you want to see a little picture of this big cup of shrimp so there's okay. no um there's no dip it's all shrimp in the middle is just a oh. piles of shrimp i was imagining a four f- a, a giant glass goblet uh ringed with shrimp and then filled <laughs> with uh with um cocktail sauce there would be way too much sauce to the amount of shrimp right yeah but then you have like around it more shrimp yeah now no sauce so this is so this is kind of dumb it's like it's not the biggest shrimp cocktail it's the biggest basin of shrimp yeah that's pretty interesting because i i don't think a shrimp cocktail you could consider it a shrimp cocktail if it's just a cup of shrimp i like anybody could beat that if they just buy more shrimp and a bigger basin (laughs) Just get a kettle. Like take, go go get um, a like a a cauldron, and f- go to seven different WalMarts and buy all their shrimp, and you've beat you have a Guinness World Book of World Book of Record record. I'll tell you one thing though. You know how you go to a, like a party, and there's a shrimp cocktail, and there's never enough shrimp because you could eat a million shrimp. There's a million shrimp here. Is there a million? Looks like a looks like it like it could be. No, it looks like tens of thousands. You got to do one of those. Of I bet you, whatever party it's at, uh, part of like the raffle is whoever gets closest without going over, guessing how many shrimp are inside the the cauldron, and they get shrimp. to take the shrimp home. <laughs> yeah, it's estimated. To Hope be you brought your flatbed truck. Thirty-three thousand. That's a lot less than a million. Yeah, it is. Anyway. All right, are you ready for fast facts? Yeah. Okay. The vaquita, if you haven't seen one before, there's a good reason. It's because they live in one very specific place in the entire world. Uh, they exclusively live in the armpit of Baja, California, which is that long, thin peninsula in western Mexico. And that extends down below California. Is it an armpit because you know, it's not good, or is it an armpit because it looks like an arm and it looks like it's in the pit? Because it looks like an armpit. You know, like Panama City is where the arm meets the body of Florida. <laughs> Everybody knows this. Um, no, yeah, it just looks like uh, if, if that was an arm hanging down, then that would be where the pit is. Is in is where this thing lives. It's called the Sea of Cortez. Is officially what it's called. Which, if the namesake is correct, then maybe it is an armpit. Um, and 
the this is the smallest range of any marine mammal. So usually when we talk about fish and cetaceans and things like that, and we say, where's their range? The answer is Johnny Cash. They've been everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the case with the vaquita. They only live in this one very specific spot, all the way up at the tip of this uh, the Sea of Cortez. Uh, they eat mainly fish, but they'll also eat crustaceans and squid. They are generalists, so they'll kind of eat whatever comes uh, in their path. And uh, they tend to travel in pairs or by themselves, but sometimes can uh, congregate in crowds of up to 10. Uh, And they live for about 20 years in the wild, and they can reproduce and have calves every year. But despite all of this, they're a small porpoise with a big problem. And do you care to elaborate on that problem? Here's the major fact. So this little porpoise has been suggested uh, to us twice, but it's difficult to find a major fact on it because they're so elusive. Despite the fact that it lives in waters that are surrounded by civilization, we know very little about it. So that's its major fact. Why is it so elusive? The... Fakita is the rarest ocean mammal in the world. Unlike many cetaceans, like you mentioned, it's only found in one area of the ocean. So you have to go there to find it. But if you want to go out to Mexico to take a look at this tiny porpoise, you may be out of luck because even researchers that set out to study this little guy spend weeks just to catch a glimpse. And there are several reasons for this. It's like the colossal squid. Yeah. It's there. You just can't really see it. So the first thing is avoidance and elusivity. So the Gulf of California, the Sea of Cortez, is a heavily trafficked area of the sea. But the vaquita avoids human contact. Unlike other dolphins, they don't follow boats or socialize around people. So they enjoy coastal waters, but even people that live there near its habitat may only see it briefly from a distance. And because it's so small... If they even, if they even know that they're seeing it. It's yeah. like, oh, look, a dolphin. But because it's so small, you might not even... If you're looking at it from a distance, you might not even know what it is, yeah. The second reason is that it's been fished nearly to death. The main reason it's difficult to see and study is because it's critically endangered. It was estimated that there are... Uh, there were around like 20 to 30 vaquitas left on Earth. And this was like in 2018. 2016 to 2018. It was estimated... That's that, forever ago. ...that they could be extinct by the end of 2018. Uh, but even if they aren't, it may already be too late. And uh, because there might not be enough vaquita in the world to maintain their population. So once you... Even if there's two left... You either have to like put them in captivity and breed them, or they're they're done because they there's not enough to find each other and sustain a population. Even then, there's not enough genetic uh, variety to right. to be a breeding population. So it's estimated that 15 percent of the remaining vaquita population dies every year in fishing nets, a particular kind of fishing uh, that uses gill nets is the problem so the the style this style of fishing uses a large vertical net uh, that are attached to 
the ocean floor. So this type of net is especially bad for ocean mammals and sea turtles because it prevents them from coming up for air. Whereas other nets like dragging nets and stuff like that that are not attached to the seafloor, they can pull the whole net up to get a breath of air. They get hauled in and then like, whoops, this is bycatch, let it go. But because of this kind of fishing, the vaquita was listed as endangered in 1985. And then despite the upper part of the Gulf of California being declared a biosphere reserve, the vaquita's numbers continued to dwindle until it became critically endangered in 1995. So the, Wow, it's been critically endangered for a while. Yeah. The Mexican gover- government partially banned gillnets in the Gulf in 2015, and then a gillnet exclusive zone, uh, exclusion zone was established in 2017. Other fishing styles like uh, dragged fishing nets were put into use but a problem remains. What do you think that problem? Take a guess. What's that problem? Uh, they still scoop them up and then kill them anyway. Good. Good thought. Like they cut their fins off for vaquita fin soup. No. Uh, the problem is that the same with all endangered species that are were once hunted and then made it was made illegal to hunt. They, they're poached. They still get hunted. But it's not direct oh. poaching. It's an accident. So while some fishermen have adapted to the problem by using uh, different fishing gear like dragging nets, uh, drag nets aren't good for catching a certain kind of fish called the totoaba. 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 But guess what? The Toto Abba is also illegal to fish and is critically endangered. Toto Abba is my two favorite. Uh, <laughs> 80s bands? A- 80, 80s bands, yeah. Uh, so why do people continue to catch these fish that are also endangered and killing a vaquita in the process? Because their bladders are gold in China. We're back We're back to that problem. You wouldn't, you'd we're, think we're, a uh, Mexican fish would be safe from it, but not true. The dried swim bladder of the Totoboa can be used uh, can be sold for thousands of dollars in China. Just one one bladder, even as much as fifty thousand dollars for one bladder. Oh my goodness! Uh, that's on the high end, but it's it has happened. So why do why the, why do Chinese people want these bladders of a Mexican fish? Because it's an alternative to another fish called the yellow croaker that's native to Chinese waters that have already started to die out. So this other kind of fish that they use the bladders for has died out or almost has died out. And they switch to this Mexican fish, which this fish is huge. It's like um, the size of a it's like the it's like six feet long. It's big, big and heavy. So it has. Yeah, a, it looks like a sturgeon. It has a huge swim bladder. So great, big bladders for this market works out great. Uh, in 2018, China seized a shipment of these bladders that was worth around 26 million dollars. Man, so smuggling these. Why not? If I if I was in the uh, this smuggling trade, 
uh, I feel like if ever there was a time to do fish fraud, this would be that time. Like, how are they going to know that it's a Totoaba swim bladder? Just get a bunch of, like, sturgeons or something like that and get their swim bladders and then uh, say, like, yeah, 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 this is super rare. Give me 50 grand for this thing. The, the like, dried bladders, once they're dried, they're, like, the size of a, like, a charger plate or, like, the size of your laptop. Um, so they smuggle them across borders by putting them under the the like floors the floor mats of their cars so you have this flat bladder that's underneath you want to pay $50,000 for uh something for that was plate? smuggled under the floor mat of a a Do Volkswagen Beetle from the 50s uh yeah it's eaten it's eaten Do you for smoke it? it's uh <laughs> Health benefits is, and health and medicinal benefits, which probably don't exist. Does it get? Does it give you the 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 courage of this fish? You have to, and I have to imagine that it's one of two things. It's bought by the super rich as a status symbol. Like it's not. They don't like. It's supposed to have medicinal benefits, but they don't really care about that. They it's are like buying they, they it have that good. and then they place it on top of like their panda rug. Yeah. Or take sure. a pit there or they hang it from the uh the rear view mirror of their like supercar. Um or <laughs> they have this they have this gold plated Maserati um and it just has this this uh undulating dried dinner plate size husk that smells terrible hanging <laughs> from from the review mirror and they can't even see it's flopping around at them whenever they do donuts in the in the parking lot well the other possibility is that it's like it's like faith healing or like voodoo it's so they believe it's so strongly that it it can heal that they're willing to buy buy it for however much it costs you need like a loan. You need a swim bladder loan. Uh, I wonder if they cut them up and sell them in like dime bags, like a, like Bitcoin. Well, speaking <laughs> like of one, one is too expensive. Yes. But uh, swim, smuggling these bladders is so lucrative. It's called aquatic cocaine. They call this. Yeah, it sounds it sounds just as lucrative, but way not as sustainable. So nobody, nobody's out to destroy the Vaquita, but it's getting destroyed nonetheless because... They are out to destroy the Totoaba, though. Yes. Why not just make medicinal lies about a f- an animal that is overpopulated? Like making medicinal lies about the lionfish. Yeah. It's a lionfish. Eat its heart and gain its courage. Yes. And sell that in China. Yeah. <laughs> and get them, get them out of Floridian waters. And the Floridian... Lion flishes. Let's just start this now. You know what? It, it, I have I have actually heard that the Floridian lionfish can make you live forever. It's great. Like it, it's it's great for your skin. It cures all. It, whatever ails you, it cures. It cures cure-all. you. It's the only real cure all. You just take you take a lionfish uh, after you speared it, and uh, you put it in a blender. And then you just chug the whole thing, bones and all. 
and uh, you'll feel a lot better afterwards. <laughs> if it hurts, and like, then you didn't do it, then you don't believe enough. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's that's the that's the um, the uh, the ultimate hedging uh, your bet thing. It's like you keep, you can't be proven wrong because the, its power is in your belief. Yeah. Just kidding. It doesn't do that. But I've I heard You'll that actually- <laughs> Jimmy Buffett is really trying to make a like get a market going for it. Apparently, it doesn't taste very good. Yeah. Well, you just got to cook it right. I'm sure escargot really? didn't taste very good the first time they cooked it up. And then they were like, you know what? This needs all of the butter we have. Yeah. And then they were like, this tastes great. I love That's it. That's what lobster is. Nobody really <laughs> likes lobster. They just like butter. I've had lobster on a pizza. And it was pretty good, I guess. I didn't, I don't, I wasn't like, mm, this is very good lobster. It was like, this is, this is good pizza with some sort of meat on it. Yeah. It's an interesting texture. Sure. This fishy yeah, bug meat. Yeah, I mean, meat really is, butter uh, is the answer to, to uh, lots of culinary woes. Butter and salt. Butter and, both and of those salt. <laughs> I've had um, snail uh, in, in South Africa. It's just a, it was like a, it was just a plate but it was thick, uh, like a Petri dish. And it was just like a, it, it was a mold of butter and cheese. And there were five or six uh, snails uh, curled up uh, in in pockets uh, on the, uh, in, in the plate. So you just took a spoon and you would just get this big thing of butter and cheese and then also some snail and, uh, and eat that. And it tastes like butter and cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's there's no point. I might as well have just eaten butter and cheese. Don't 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 eat the if you're tasting the snail, you're doing it wrong. Oh, and garlic. Yeah, I mean it's it's like a a lot of fish dishes where it's like you can't even taste the fish. Like, well, why am I eating it? You know what it is? It's the fact that like everyone wants to have butter and cheese, but they don't. But we've been told you cannot have two fats, and that's it. You need it needs to be a delicacy. You in have order to, to have be acceptable. You, you have to have some sort of meat. So put hamburger meat on it. That would <laughs> taste amazing. Just yeah, just bits of hamburger, just butter, meat or cheeseburger. Meat. Yeah, or just go to a Steak and Shake and get one of those uh, garlic, garlic butter. Um, steak burgers they have it's fewer calories i don't know how many calories were in that thing that i ate but i'm sure it wasn't a little bit so you heard it here first stop eating swim bladders and start eating garlic steak and shake things start eating lionfish smoothies yeah with a lot of butter and cheese i'm sure that would make it taste great <laughs> all that all that, all that blood and pulp and um, and lionfish poison will go down very smoothly with butter. A spoonful of cheese helps the lionfish poison go down. If I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand Venom. times. Really, yeah. I mean, Julie Andrews made that song very, really popular, but no one really uh, took it to heart until now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, don't perpetuate the uh, swim bladder. The legal swim bladder trade. It's killing the it's killing the uh vaquitas. It is indeed. 
Do you got anything else? That's all I got. All right. So for you out there in Podcastia. Oh, I want... Given everything we've just said, I want to change my ending. (laughs) (laughs) Eat lionfish Uh, with butter and cheese. (laughs) But I can't say, like, eat butter and cheese like the vaquita. All right. So for you out there in Podcastia, be elusive. Avoid fishermen's nets, unless you're a fisherman. And always remember that you're a small cetacean in a big pond. Like the vaquita here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey, Taxonomy Titans, thanks for listening to the episode. Just a few quick things. As always, reviews and social media engagement are greatly appreciated, but recommending the podcast to friends is the best way to help us grow. If you'd like some LDT-flavored merch, check out teespring.com stores taxonomy tees. That's it. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. podcast <laughs> absolutely and drink lion fish smoothies if you put a vaquita banana in there i'm sure it would taste great too